Guys, this is part two of the episode. If you haven't heard part one yet, what are you doing here? Click on that and listen, and then come back here. For the rest of you, here's part two. Though, like Brendan O'Carroll is, he is Mrs. Brown. That yeah, is. And like the show or like the writing or not, his performance is great. Yeah. And there are moments in this movie um, where there, is, there was some actual genuine acting from him. Oh, yeah, like no, he, in, he can play the series well, and you saw that. And like in the in the fi- one of the final court scenes, where it goes quite quiet, and he's she he whatever is giving us is giving a speech about doubling, and it was really and I was like, wow, this this really is it's really well done and really well acted, but it doesn't belong in a Mrs. Brown's boys the movie. <laughs> But, I mean, this is the thing when you turn sitcoms into movies, yeah. um, there does need to be that serious element too, because there is a serious element to sitcoms. Yeah. Um, well, even, even in Mrs. Brown's Boys, there are some serious elements. Like, yeah, yeah, because there's often these throwaway monologues and these speeches. And um, well, But I've never, again, I've never been a fan of breaking the fourth wall in sitcoms. That's just not what I enjoy. I know some people do. It happens in Miranda. I don't like it, Miranda. And I don't like it, Mrs. Brown's boys, even if it's a serious monologue, it's just a bit like, can't you just incorporate the seriousness without being off camera or without looking directly at the audience? I personally am not a fan of that. You see, like when in the series, when they do the Breaking the Fourth Wall, I've watched enough of it to know, even though I do understand where you're coming from about it, you finding it annoying, it's never to deliver a serious moment. It's always to let the audience know that they're in on the joke. Okay, there is that note, but no, at the start of it, but then towards the end of the episode, there'll be a serious monologue at the end where he will direct his thing to the audience, especially when it's a serious aspect of the episode. Yeah. Um, so at the start, yeah, there'll be the throwaway jokes where you will look directly at the camera. I find that cringy. Yeah. <laughs> like so I find it cringy when you come off camera and you just talk like this all the time. And it's just like, I'm going to be, I'm going to make a joke. Now I'm going to be really, really serious and you're going to feel really moved by it. And it's just like, no, no, actually uh, part of what I think good acting is, is actually being in that moment, but within your character. Yeah. Not taking yourself outside of the character, but, Hey, mm. that's that's just the style of acting I prefer. Yeah, um, let's be honest. There's not really great acting, Mrs. Brown, other than Brendan uh, O'Carroll. There's yeah. not great. <laughs> I mean, he's, it's not like, full of like no. star cast. He's or oh, no, was someone from Westlife in it? Was that wrong? No, I'm probably no. He was from. Eamon oh, Holmes is in it. Eamon Holmes, one of the security guards. I really recognise in the goatee, Irish guy. I don't know. Maybe he's from Corrie or something. Something like that, maybe. I don't know. I really recognised him. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie from to my childhood. To I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Even though I like some of their music, I couldn't pick any... I, 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 I wouldn't know a member of Westlife if they came to slap me in the face. <laughs> I mean, I mean to be to be honest, I could be completely wrong and making judgment by all Irish people. You know, like all young Irish men with goatees, they must be in a boy band of some kind. <laughs> Arsene, do you like Westlife? 
Don't know Westlife. Bro. I don't think I know Westlife. Don't you? What? Really? Wait, I'm just going to look it up. Oh, I'm flying without wings. Is that one? Is flying without one? wings. Uptown Girl. The Uptown Girl was originally by Billy Joel. I know, but yeah. Sorry, Billy Joel found it. So. Fool, fool again. Fool again. Oh uh, yeah. Bot um, bot baby. Yeah, I don't know their back catalogue. Really- on this. <laughs> That's just why I'm here for. Oh shit, we've gone way off, haven't we? Right. <laughs> Going off in the Nathan Gibbons podcast since Carl Wolf. I'm sorry, Carl Wolf's podcast. <laughs> Going off tangent. Really? It's not like you have ADHD or anything. Oh, no, no, not at all. Never know. Um, but bringing it back to the, the mo- movie. That movie. That movie. That movie. I'm going to give it a little bit of praise, right? Because unlike almost every other sitcom which is tra- turned into a movie, they don't go on holiday. Yeah, oh my Na- God. Okay, Na- okay. Well, yeah, yeah, in between is, what I'm sorry, I mean, as much as it's, I still like the movie. But what the, movie is, the movies. The movies. The, yeah. What is the obsession with going on holiday? I, um, I never understand that plot I, line. I had this, I had this discussion last week with um, Carl Richard and Nick Byer. Um, and what we, because we talked about the in between us, and what we what we kind of agreed was it takes the characters out of their comfort zone, and so it puts them in a new it does put them in a new situation. <laughs> However, it is such a trope now, and the fact that Mrs. Brown's Boys the movie didn't do that, I had to give it props for it. Yeah, but it's full of other tropes as well. Like, oh, well, fuck them. We don't <laughs> oh, need, yeah. we oh, don't yeah. need oh, the evil guys happen to be Russian. Um, and hang on, hang on. Was who is I? I never know this character. This old guy is he the one who sits on the sofa? He, granddad. His granddad, right? Yeah. Was he a member of the IRA or something? There was one minute when he tried to blow up their calf. That was implied. It's kind of alluded to in the series. Yeah, which I think's uh, really again, it's what old Irish guy who must have been a member of the IRA. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's and it's a silly try. Again, I don't like all the sort of silly stereotypes. I think it's lazy. I think you could do better. Um, well, well, you write them. Well, you write the most. I, 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 I don't. I don't put myself on this pedestal as an amazing sitcom writer. If I did, <laughs> and I was putting all silly tropes in it, this is why I think if Friends was to be produced today, it wouldn't really work. But but for the time, if Mrs. Brown's Boys was in the 90s, I would probably enjoy it more. Fair. Because I think the 90s had all those silly tropes and stereotypes that were starting to appear in these things. Mm-hmm. And actually people were finding it funny because there was, there was some originality to it. Yeah. Now it's just recycling old bits, like man dresses, woman, ha, 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 Mrs. Brown's boys. It's like, yeah, just, just that very idea. And, and the whole Catholic thing. Oh, she has lots of kids. <laughs> no, I know so many people, Irish people that hate Mrs. Brown's boys. Yeah, I can, t- I know. I used to date someone who actually grew up in the same town as Brendan O'Carroll. She can't stand him. But well, as a, wait, she didn't like him as a person? Or? No, 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 no. As, as the show written, it was all this very much shameful okay. Catholic stuff that actually is just a bit... Most young Irish people don't have that shameful Catholic thing no. now these days. I really want to read the book, though, The Mammy, just to see oh, yeah. how far... how Because far, I think it is a memoir from him. I think it is a memoir about him growing up. Yeah, of course. And... I would like to see how it evolved from that book to Mrs. Brown's Boys. Mm. 
Yeah, no, I, I think it'd be interesting to know. And and the thing is, again, I think it's a generational thing. I think when you have an older person writing their own experiences, of course, yeah, maybe that's mm. when you get the old tropes and things like that in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, I preferred this to the sitcom, but it still didn't do it for me. Because the first 30 minutes was everything I hated about myself. <laughs> If I'm going to be really honest, See, and, it, and and then the next parts were like, yeah, there were some nice throwaway lines, yeah. and and the whole corporations taking over market still. The the left winger in me was like, yeah, I like this, you know, taking on the power. I, I loved <laughs> the confession box scene. Oh yeah, that was a really that good was scene. so fucking funny. That was really good. I well, not the that. not the second one, the set the first one where oh, well, with the other woman's in yeah. it as well. <laughs> yeah, they love fighting amongst with the, yeah with the daughter and with um. Mrs. Brown, her daughter. And the daughter on the other side. On the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really... And, Win and Winnie comes in. And I also do like the joke about that poor Indian bloke that keeps getting mistaken for Jamaican. Jamaican yeah. See, no, I, I love that joke in yeah. it because it's shown their ignorance. It's yeah. not showing... It's not... What it's not doing is doing it in the, in the Indian stereotype. What it's doing is showing ignorance of... I guess white people go, oh, he must be... Or I, like, Irish people maybe not used to... Indian immigration. I'm, go, not oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, not I'm not Jamaican. I'm not Jamaican, and that's I quite like that. I do. I actually quite like that. I, I it's well done, actually. Do you know what? I had a little bit of PT well, PTSD in inverted commas. Well, have you been yeah. referred to as Indian before? No, like when, <laughs> no, when um, you know when um, he's standing when um, Mrs. Brown is um, she announces to the pub that she's that her um, that her market store is going to get taken yeah, over, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he stands up. And he says, "Can I can I get your attention, please?" And, it's like, and one says, someone says, "Show us your cock." I was just like, "Whoa, oh, yeah, that I is that, that is yeah. that is every almost every comedy night outside of London that I've been to." <laughs> what a black performer comes on stage, shows your cock. Seriously, is no, that God, no. But <laughs> it was just one of those things. Like, okay, this is what that is. I've been in that situation before, and it's. Interesting. Jesus. I've never, I've never had people ask me to show me that, and I've performed outside of London, so I've never had that. So, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Neither have I, to be honest. But yeah. like, I just wanted to. You say like, that. you like pretending that yeah. you went to it, just so you know, for comedy effect. For comedy effect. Oh, it's just like we never make things up as comedians. Oh, never, no. never over exaggerate stories, <laughs> ever at all. Ask them. Where was your last gig, by the way? It's been in Cavendish Arms. Oh, sweet. Oh, Comedy Virgins. Yeah, Comedy, yeah, Virgins. comedy Virgins. That's where like um, I started comedy, I guess. Yeah, same. Yeah. Oh, you too? Yeah, well, I started there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't performed there in a good few years. Like, no. Years. Me, Two, me three either. years, I think. But Really? It's been that long? A couple of years anyway. Oh, shit. Wow. Maybe. I think for me, it's been two years since I've been back there. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been back there as a... No, I lied. Well, after the first lockdown finished, I went there as a part of, they were doing their hybrid model of really? physical and virtual. Okay. I didn't think it worked, but at least they tried something. Yeah, at least they tried. Yeah. Uh, so, real quick, um, how would you, re if you could, <laughs> if you absolutely had to, how would you remake Mrs. Brown's Boys the movie? Um, by burning the script and <laughs> starting from scratch. And no, like... Would you cast any of your family members? Because that's what Brendan O'Carroll's done. 
He's, is that his family, man? Yeah. Oh, that's why the acting is so shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that explains a lot. Because, ah. I mean, there's a lot of sort of nice... I don't know, maybe it's quite nice when they were just laughing and joking and go completely off script, including the outtakes. Yeah, it was quite funny once or twice, but he kept doing it. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's he's obviously close with these people. But yeah. Which is quite nice to see, but it's also, I've just employed my family. Um, and that sort of nepotism, I really not a fan of but is it because no one's employing you in your family <laughs> pretty much no okay. <laughs> well, there was no one in my family that's producing movies so like uh or sitcoms uh, but my very good friend is writing a sitcom but, opposite me at the moment so yeah. oh maybe yeah <laughs> if you've got if you've got like a, a stereotypical autistic character like a sheldon cooper type character in your yeah. sitcom please please let me know i'm sorry like, I'm, I'm just for context um we got zola here and he's Begging for attention. So, hi. Oh, he's, yeah. he's, he can tell he's a comedian. Stock. Yeah. He's begging hi. for attention. <laughs> he want, yeah, he wanted some attention. He wanted it. Oh, like, he, hello, he Zola. Just, Very he cute. Just, he just like, came up to me, so like scratching my leg like I'm a fucking. I was wondering what was on my leg earlier. Yeah, it was this dude. It was this dude. Can, can we get the camera with Zola? Ah. Very cute sausage dog. Is yeah. that? Oh, very cute. Like, and I'm loving the pride collar. Is that pride collar? I don't know. Um, it's oh. rainbow collar, but yeah. All right, I think he's wanting to get down. All right, you, you've yeah. had enough. You've had enough. <laughs> you had enough attention. Back to the comedian. Back, <laughs> back to the back to the move. The remake of the movie. Okay, so if I was to rewrite it, oh God knows what I would do. I don't know. Where would you take the characters first of all? I think I would make actually Buster really intelligent. I would twist it, and so you'd rewrite the show first. No, 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 no. But like I would, you know. So basically, all the tropes and the stereotypes the characters had in the sitcoms, I would twist them on their head in the movie, so you could have extra layers to those characters. So you'd take what. Everything that they're okay, everything the audience knows about the characters and fit and turn it on its head. I and I think there'd be that surprise element to it, but I think people would enjoy that. Okay, because there needs when you're doing a movie, there even if it is a sitcom style movie, there does need to be a bit of depth with those characters. And the only one I feel like that has that is um, Agnes. Agnes, Brown, yeah, Agnes, Brown. she's the only one that has a bit of depth, maybe her daughter as well, yeah. But that's it. The rest of them are just pure stereotype. Yeah. But I would look at adding depth to other characters. Mm. So I think that's important in any movie, whether it's a comedy, uh, drama, whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. So that's the that's what I would change mainly. Where would you put the characters? Would you keep them in the same setting, or would you take them somewhere else? No, I think the same setting. I, I think I agreed with you that I think it was good to have it in the same setting, mm. um, but on a larger scale. I think I think that works. I think getting a big corporation taking over the small market stores i think it's relatable to a lot of communities in ireland probably yeah. i imagine so I, I liked the setting for it like, and some i'm not gonna put another funny but some of the cinematography in this really belonged in a better film yeah <laughs> it really I, was, I, I, I was gonna say like to be honest like all, all that cinematography all the camera angles and stuff like that yeah that needed to be in a better film yeah the, because it was good but like you wouldn't expect it in a Mrs. Brown's Boys, the movie. 
But I guess if you're doing anything on a larger scale, you do need yeah. to have that. Uh, anything on yeah. a large scale it doesn't matter the quality of the sitcom. Boring. I would just not make the movie, really. You don't have a choice. <laughs> like, but yeah, I, like, to, yeah, like when the sit, like the scene where she's going back to see the market store, yeah. and it's all empty. It's that was. Not heartbreaking, but I was like, oh, there, 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 I, were there was some thought put into some of this movie. But again, it was focused on, I know she's the protagonist. The matriarch. and the, the matriarch, but it was focused on her point of view and her feeling. And I would like to see some development of the other characters. I think in a movie, you can explore that. And I don't think that was explored in Well, you're, you're lucky because they are writing a sequel. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Oh my and god! A, really? And a and a spin-off with Buster apparently is on is in the works as well. So you may get your wish, kid. No, Delta's right. It's even worse. I think. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, lucky I, I'm not. I don't want to go back to cinema anytime soon. So. Really? Well, no. I mean, no, I do. But at the moment, when you're in the cinema, you have to wear a mask when you're sitting down. The trick is keep eating popcorn, dude. Uh, we'll just keep stuff in your face. Yeah. Uh, on that note, uh, <laughs> we said everything, dude. Um, look into the camera and plug Oh, I'll your... do it. I'll do it, Brendan the camera. Hi there. Welcome to the uh, uh, One Podcast. I'm going to say Yeah, yeah. You're a friend up now, don't worry. Hi there. Welcome to the One Way Podcast. Uh, you know, if you want to follow, like, and subscribe, go on YouTube, go on, where is it, Podbeam? Yup. You're plugging you're, you're plugging my stuff. Why are you plugging my thing? No, I was I was I was making a bit of a joke about um what we were doing, Mrs. Brown's boys, and I was going off. I told you to plug your thing. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, yeah. This is well, for I you. my thing at the start. Okay, so yeah, coming back <laughs> on me. Sorry. This is this is why I don't do these very often. Okay, so <laughs> um where am I performing? Yes, so the twenty-third of July will be Bradford Fridge, will be Laugh Able, Georgie Morales headlining. Please, please come check it out. On twenty-fourth of July, I'm doing in a show with Benny Shakes, Kate Lovelock, and Paisley Boyd at the Bradford Friends, also at the same venue, the Delius Arts Centre. It's called The Undiagnosables. Please check it out. Is this going out today or tomorrow? This is going out in like a couple weeks, a few weeks' time. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, so, <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, 23rd and 24th of July are the key dates. Um, and on the 5th of August, I'm doing a new night in Nottingham, Sounds Proper Comedy. Uh, just go to my Facebook, Mark Burkwood, uh, Twitter at MB Comedian One, and Instagram at Mark Burkwood for all my gigs and dates. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Well done, dude. That was great fun. Cool. Uh, let, me, let, me great, just, um, let me just end it. Um, hey, so uh, like, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcasts, please leave us a five-star review because it really does help. Um, I've been Kyle Wolf. This has been the one where you've been amazing. See you later. Mark. Bye. See ya. See ya. Woo! Okay, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. How long do we do?